Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. For all the parents out there, picture that it's bedtime. You and the kids have been busy all day. You know they're tired, but for some reason, they just won't go to sleep. And for this reason, I created the podcast Bedtime History. Bedtime History is a series of relaxing history stories that end with an inspirational message. With over 2,000 positive parent reviews, Bedtime History is one of the top education podcasts. Join me and listen to Bedtime History every Monday and Thursday on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. Here are your hosts, Jonathan Von Tobel and Kelly Bidlin. What's up, folks? Welcome in. It is Hardwood Handicappers, the midweek edition. A little bit more energy. I was lonely on Monday, and sometimes I, I bloviate and I go in circles. And Now oh, Stephen and Kelly are here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I even shouted out. I don't know how much Stephen actually listens, but I even shouted out Stephen because Stephen's always behind the scenes helping us out, so... <laughs> It was just me talking into the void all by myself on Monday. Not not really enjoyable. Those point. are the old days. That's a good point. Even though Stephen Stephen doesn't answer you, you at least know someone's listening to what you're right. Talking. Like I know I'm talking to somebody. You know what I mean? Like it's always good to have Stephen there because I know somebody's listening. It is a bizarre feeling. I'm doing I'm doing the because uh, we are not together this this Saturday, correct? On Sa- live bet Saturday. Yeah, I'm off this weekend. Yep. Working. Yeah, you're off this weekend. So I got pushed to the later show actually. So I get to experience for the first time sitting in an empty South Point studio, just talking into a camera to Danny Burke, which I'm, I'm like, oh, OK, that'll be an interesting four well, hours. So, you know, what the trick is that what stinks about those shows and it's not Danny because Danny Burke is wonderful. Danny's it's, awesome. I love Danny. Yes. That is what gets what you mean. is and I'm sure you'll experience this. It's the breaks because you and I talk during the breaks. The energy kind of keeps up during commercial breaks. And like you'll have Brian Ortega, our producer there in the studio. Or no, right. Or whoever's going to be well, in there I got with Wyatt you. this week. Yeah. Right. But it tends to kind of the energy kind of sinks just because you don't have anybody in there to like match the energy with you. That's the tricky yeah, part, you know, that is tough. It is tough, but we're going to figure it out. We're going to get it. Going. I mean, I'll swing by. The only reason I took the weekend off, take people behind the scenes. Um, my wife is at going out of town and I, they're ta- she's taking my oldest son, but I just don't have anybody to watch my kid for four hours each day. So oh, I just, took, yeah. So yeah. I'm actually, I'm going to be here and I got a message like, when are you back from vacation? I was like, "What's well, not really vacation. Like, <laughs> I just, I just off, needed to, just needed two days <laughs> off. So, so oh, and that is that ties in because the text that I got actually asking me when I'd be back was from John Goulet because on Monday we will be doing an NBA playoff preview of sorts, That's you and right. me on Sin. So make sure you guys, uh, you guys and gals, keep your eyes and ears out for that because we'll be doing that on Monday. Is that live? Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, live, we'll live, <coughs> live two to uh, two to three Eastern time, eleven to twelve Pacific time. Yeah, let's go. Come on, we live on the West Coast. Go on. I'm just trying, you know, I'm just trying to do it right, JVT. Okay, you got to do play up to those t- TV audiences out east. Okay, come on, good point. You know That's it. Yeah. How many times my, are we gonna hear about that New York influence in the wards markets? And I was gonna stuff? say my okay, anti East Coast rhetoric is it's not gonna really work out well for me when I become like a failed local radio host and like the only opening is like out in like Syracuse, <laughs> New York, and like my whole thing is. You know what I mean? Like, screw the East Coast. It's a, good, it's a good point. It is one of those things, though, for anybody who works in sports, it's the 
I, it happened to me when I moved out here and everybody that I know, it's been the same way. It's, oh, you moved out of the West Coast and you work in sports. Oh my gosh, games are done by like 10 o'clock at the absolute latest and you can right. actually do something with something in your evening time if you'd like after, after sports. You know how many Saturday nights in my mid-20s I had like plans and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I can't go out anymore, guys. I've got $100 on this USC football game that I need okay. stamped up 2 a.m. watching. I like, will always say, when I when I was doing shows with Michael and Barty, and they were flying me out to Atlantic City every weekend, that was the biggest trip. It wasn't like, you know, the trips were tough and all that kind of stuff by the end. By your, yeah. by your 13th consecutive week of making that trip, you get a little tired. Um, but it was it was like sitting around at 1045 and being like, oh, Warriors Lakers just tipped off, huh? Like <laughs> just tipped off. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's watch this. <laughs> this is great. Um, but we do have it's an interesting time of year in the NBA as we segue to what we're going to do today. And one of the things that I wanted to hit you with, Kelly, was just generally how you handled this week. Uh, I would assume because I know that you mentioned before. We got on the air something that you bet, and it's something that I've kind of ticked up a little bit here too. Yeah. But I would assume a couple more money line parlays, maybe than usual, yeah. um, tying in some of these teams that are in positions to win, but maybe the market's overvaluing them from a point spread perspective. And for me, it's cutting down on the amount that I'm betting because I just want to factor in for the unknown of who knows, like who knows exactly. about motivation, who knows about rotations. I it's just such an unknown time that those are two things that kind of spike for me. Well. In terms of the units, they don't, but more money line parlays and a little less in terms of the wagers. Yeah, I would say, uh, yeah, you're pretty dead on. I mean, this is the ultimate, we're in the ultimate time of the the who knows factor when you're betting NBA night in, night out, right? I would say probably for the past week, it's been that way, at least maybe week and a half, maybe even longer. And it's going to be that way, um, you know, basically until the until Saturday, Sunday. Now, I, I, I do I do always think the the last day of the regular season can be an amazing guy. Uh, betting day for the NBA as far as tying in some of these money line parlays with when you know teams need something and another so, team's completely out of it. Um, last year, can I cut in real quick? Yeah. So like to your point, last year, the four Eastern Conference play-in teams that ultimately made it all mm-hmm. were in a position that they needed to win to solidify their spots. Right. That was that was the money line parlay of the day. It was just so, all four of those teams, put them on there, then boom, comes to fruition. Yeah. I don't even, and I, that was probably the bet I made. All I remember is last year specifically having a, it was a great, great day and it was a lot of betting, but it's those kinds of bets for sure. Right. Um, and yeah, it's, it's for me right now is it, it's, it's thinking about more of that stuff. Um, and, and yes, you need to look at motivational factors, check the standings, you know, really figure out what these teams, you know, make sure you know all the tie breaking scenarios and stuff, which change every single day. Um, you know, and magic numbers for teams and stuff like that. You got to have all that stuff in your mind uh, before you go to make these bets. I still, even with that, you still need to be, you know, figuring out what's going to go on with injuries, right? Because I don't even. There's teams, uh, you know, like I, I, I played. I threw the Bucks into a money line parlay today, but like I wanted to make damn sure first that Giannis was going to play in it, and this was going to be a Bucks like, okay, let's wrap it all up here tonight game, and not. Not okay. No, we we could easily wrap it up the next game. Let's give him a night off or something like that, right? So, yep. I think those are all things that people need to be thinking about when you're betting uh, in this this kind of week. And the biggest thing you said, man, is is it, I I fully believe it's the time you do need to scale down how much you're betting. It might be a little bit different on the on Sunday, um, but for I think th- like this the next couple of days you should be scaling down how much you're betting. Yeah, it's it's an interesting time of year. And 
that aside, I wanted to really focus on the thing of motivation because I do think that the betting market, the, the market's an interesting place because there's two things that I've noticed here over the last couple of days. The first I'll, I'll throw at you is the motivation deal. And I think the best example of that was yesterday. Mm-hmm. So the New Orleans Pelicans are playing the Sacramento Kings. And the New Orleans Pelicans theoretically just need to keep winning to solidify their spot. They want to solidify their spot in 7-8, if that is possible. And they're already in the top 10, but right. they can still position themselves. It's not out, it's I think it's out of their control. I'll double check. I got my notes in front of me. Um they don't regard they don't control their destiny in regards to the seven, but they have a magic number of three to clinch at least the eighth seed that comes into tonight. So they got to keep winning, essentially. And they're taking on Sacramento. Now, Sacramento yesterday still had the, the three seed to clinch. Their yeah. magic number was one, but they still had something to clinch. And the only name on the injury report was Malik Monk. And yet the market got all the way up to four and a half in favor of New Orleans, which would tell you on a neutral that the Pelicans are about a point and a half better than the Sacramento Kings. And I was kind of looking around. I'm like, am I missing something? Like, is Malik Muck the only player that's not playing? This number doesn't make any sense. There's like, that's just that just shouldn't be the number. And sure yeah. enough, what happens? It was, I think, a 17 point win for the Sacramento Kings on the road against the New Orleans Pelicans to close out the three seed in the Western Conference. Like, those are the little things. That's one example of it. But those are the things that I'm talking about where the market really overvalues these teams that need to win. And I will always stress, Kelly, I think we should put this on a shirt. Just because you need to win does not mean that you're going to cover. And the market just continuously kind of inflates these teams that have these situations where they need to win and you're not getting any value. You're getting more value going against the teams that need to win. Yeah. So I think that that's, it's a great point. It's, um, Look, I, I don't I don't bet typically a lot of uh, NBA money line parlays. I don't think are a profitable betting solution for if you're looking at doing that all throughout the season. Mm-hmm. This time of year and th- this kind of week, they are because of exactly what you're saying, right? The 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 the, sp- the spreads are inflated because of the motivation factor. The books know what's going on just as well as we do, so they're 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 inflated partially because of that. You understand that? Does that also mean the money line is? Of course it does. But like you're talking about, a win's a win, right? If, if right. I can get home, if I get home a win, whatever, I cash that money line parlay. But I don't want to be laying seven points when I think the, you know, I think the spread should really be five, five and a half, you know, and then they go and, you know, go, go and don't cover, right? Like, so that's not, um, that's not something I'm, I'm really interested in messing around with. It. Like that was like, that was one consideration I was having with that buck side tonight. I was kind of like, Oh, should I lay the points? I'm like, no, I'm not gonna mess around with laying the points uh, with, with the bucks in this situation. Rather just money line, tie it in somewhere else um, and play it small. So I'm not kicking myself if something stupid happens. Um, you know, and a lot of these, even, you know, even like, I'll, you know, I'll throw out even just random examples. It's stuff that injuries wise, where if, if Giannis jams his finger tonight, right? Like it'll be like, okay, well, let's let's you know, head to the like head to the locker room out of precautionary reasons, right. right? Like this isn't this isn't worth you you pushing it here, right? It, so like even stuff like that can happen. Where even in like the middle of the regular season, you might not see that as much, right? Like it's yep. you you cannot risk losing guys like that now. So I all those things just need to be. I'm not saying you can't bet this bet the NBA this this time of year. Just all those things you have to have top of mind. Don't act like you can't be surprised by crap when, when wild stuff happens, right? The next day and be complaining about these bets going down. You know, the other thing that I've noticed too over the, this last week is the market has kind of really turned on some of these eliminated teams, like in a really strong way. 
mm-hmm. and I was really surprised by it. So one of the things when I was talking into the empty void on Monday without you guys was the the thing that I brought up was Sunday. And everybody's going to remember the, the Trailblazers beating the Timberwolves outright as 19.5-point underdogs. Yeah. My whole point in that for that day, Kelly, was on that day you had six teams that were catching double-digit points. Four of them covered, and two of them won outright. So, like, the, like I don't know what, what's been going on, but, like, the market you've kind of seen, like, all of a sudden, like, the other in, in that day, too, I think it was Knicks and Pacers. Like, the Knicks were laying, like, 11.5 against the Indiana Pacers. I'm like, huh? Like, it's been a Pacers team that even without Tyrese Halliburton, They've the market feisty. has had some... Yeah, and they, they've had some respect for. So it is interesting to see the way the market has kind of shifted around too, where it seems like out of nowhere, they think that these eliminated teams are just toast, that they just don't really care anymore. And that hasn't really been the case. We've seen a lot of these teams now fight, and with inflated point spreads, they're still covering some of these big numbers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and it's one of those, uh, you know, people bring bring this up often, but you got to keep in mind, you got sometimes it's, Sometimes it's young guys, right, that are that are playing for. They haven't played much this, you know, this season, and they they're right. working on th- their career trending upwards and want to put, you know, put put up some impressive box scores so they get some more minutes next year. And sometimes it's guys that know they're they're putting out a resume reel for whatever team they're going to be on next season, right? Because they know they're probably not there next year. I think that stuff's always important. Like it's the same conversation when we talk about tanking, right? It, it, it's the hey, look, like. The GM and coach, they can they can make players sit out games, but they can't. They're not controlling the rest of the guy's effort on the court. So, uh, yep. I do think. I mean, and this is a this is one of those where I I, I think we're almost going too deep if we're, if we're if we're handicapping things like this. But you need to handicap the team that's going to be on the court, right? And some of those things apply to to different teams, and that's where like I don't like betting against a. The, a, the Houston Rockets, for example. That's a team with a lot of young talent right. who that team's just going to continue to trend upward, in my opinion. So, okay. like, the idea of Jalen Green jacking up 30 field goals a game is not something I want to go up against because sometimes that's yep. going to be a real bad night for him. Sometimes it's going to be a real good night. And, and to the point yesterday, right? So the Hornets, they get smoked 120 to 100. But he's, Heat Pistons, I believe at one point you were catching 13 and a half. With yeah. uh, the Detroit Pistons, that ends on thirteen. Uh, they had the a lead Bucks, in the fourth quarter, I believe. Yep, Bucks Wizards. That thing, I think, closed what even higher. I think we we're t- talking thirteen and fourteen in that one, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I'm not sure where that closed. At, uh, I'll double check on that one, but that was a one forty one twenty eight. That was a twelve point deficit for the Washington Wizards. You talked about the Rockets, who won outright yesterday, one twenty four to one hundred three over the Denver Nuggets. How about the Trailblazers, only losing by ten? to the Memphis Grizzlies. Like the market has really, really swung hard on the trailblazers and the blazers have been delivering in a pretty big way. So how about the jazz, the jazz at home to the Los Angeles Lakers, push yeah. them to overtime, right. <laughs> yeah. And only, and only lose that game by two. So again, are there some examples like the Spurs getting smoked by the Suns and the Hornets getting rolled by the Raptors? Sure. But again, this right. is another instance where we're talking about six of these games and four of those underdogs covered. So I just, that was kind of the thing I wanted to stress. It's just, you're, like these things, when we talk about these tanking teams, now all of a sudden it's just a lot of these teams that have been eliminated from contention. You said it best. These are still players that are playing very hard, and the market is overvaluing the state that they are in right now. Yep. Um, the other thing I would say to this is 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 we're this, we're not saying go and run and bet these double digit dogs either, right? I, I you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to assume you're not saying that. I have no almost no interest in betting on them, but it's just being very aware of when you're who you're betting against. 
and oh, when yeah. you're betting right. against them, right? The way to phrase it is actually like I'm not saying run to bet on them, but if you're saying which side would you rather be on, I'd actually rather be on the side of the ugly dog because Co- I think correct. the market yeah. is is overvaluing the position that they're in. And by the way, the Wizards closed as 14 point underdogs and they covered that game. So again, okay. Yeah. And just talking about how inflated these numbers are, just I know there's a lot of people probably running to think like it's, it's the Trailblazers. Uh, the Trailblazers again lost by 10 and they were fighting with Memphis the entire way. So the the other one so like the the other way to play that too is if you are going to get involved in it, you can get involved in the big dog side pregame and then always look to you know look to right. set up a middle position or something in game with you know with a live bet. Like that's I mean, talking about that heat game, right? That worked out perfectly just in the fourth quarter alone, right? You could have done that in the fourth quarter of that game. Yep, absolutely. All right, so before we get to some of the stuff tonight, because there are some news things that I need to get your opinion on, um, I know I think we're going to use this sound. So we have last night Joel Embiid scoring 52 points in the 76ers victory over the Boston Celtics. They get their first win over the Boston Celtics of the regular season. And uh, Doc Rivers, after the game, had a declaration. The MVP race is over. I, I, I'm really, like tonight, we had, we couldn't make shots. We had guys making shots, uh, with open shots. The man just scored half our points in the NBA game. Um, and I'm biased, but the MVP race is over. The MVP race is over, Kelly. Thank God. I'm tired of talking about it. The floor is yours. The floor is yours. <laughs> you are. Um, yeah, we're seeing odds of uh, – I saw one book in town with Joel Embiid uh, here, here in Vegas with Joel Embiid up to uh, minus 750 uh, to win this thing. I'm just going to put it like this. When I said this morning on a numbers game, I'm just going to repeat because I think it's important. Do I think Joel Embiid is winning the MVP? Probably. Okay. Like 80% of me feels that way. Do I feel that these odds reflect how how tight or not tight the race actually is? No, I don't. I think that the race is a lot tighter than what these odds reflect. Would I recommend anybody betting on Jokic or Giannis at this point? No, I would not. So I know that's a, that's a lot of saying nothing, but this is, I think we've hit the point with this MVP race that it is, I don't think you can really bet it. I think you just got to let it go at this point. It, it, it's going to play out however it plays out. That straw poll was amazing last week. We spent a lot of time hitting on that. Um, and, you know, there were some maybe bet, betting opportunities off of that last week. But now th- this is done. You got to let it go. Don't get excited by seeing, I think, Jokic and Giannis in long numbers. I think you're really grasping for straws there. I do think it was setting up for Embiid. Um, but I'm not, I'm not laying huge price with him either. The only note that I wanted to add. You do say it, man. You disagree. I can see it in your face. If it gets to 10 to 1, I'll bet Jokic. Okay. There you go. There you if go. If it gets to 10 to 1, I'll bet him. Um, yeah, and I think that's fair. I don't know. I don't know if you think we're going to see that price at any point. I don't think we are. I mean, he's already I, 750, I, I, right? 750? I think, isn't he like plus 7 to 1 or something? It's plus oh, man, 7 to 1. Plus that. 700? I was shorter than that. Uh, maybe there was a rusty old graphic that was thrown up today. Um, or something that was maybe it was a maybe it was a typo on the thing. I thought I saw Jokic at seven one. No, no, you're right. Right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DraftKings nope. has nope. Embiid minus seven fifty. Yeah, and that so that's even grown at DraftKings since this morning when I was on. Okay, um, there you go. Minus seven fifty, Jokic up to seven to one, and and Giannis plus seven fifty. You're right. Ten to one, I'll probably throw a few bucks on Jokic. Boom. Because Boom. because that straw poll last week, why? It, okay, 
you just shot my entire point of that to, to shreds. <laughs> but like, hey, this is why we do this podcast, right? right. We talk this kind of stuff through. So, okay, that goes to my second point then of these odds do not reflect of how, how, how close this race is. Yes, like that correct. is, we saw a straw poll last week that includes MVP voters. And we saw a straw poll that had Jokic with more first place votes than him. So yeah, if this gets to, I do think that's my cutoff point though. I don't think I'm betting anything under that. It would have to hit double digits. Speaking of, have you noticed that um, the odds are just slowly trickling down or I guess up? On your boy Shea Gilgis Alexander. Just a slow burn. Of course I do, man. Yeah. Larry Markin is still minus 300. But why? Because we live in this, this day and age of NBA and, or not NBA, of betting, of where there's so much, there's so much action going on every, every night and so much money being bet into this market that we've brought this. I don't know how many times we've brought this up in the past three months, but a guy sits a couple games and the market's wildly sw- swayed, right? So marketing is is sitting now at least every once in a while because the Jazz are pretty much out, are out of this. They're out of this now, right? They're officially out of it. Uh, I think they are still mathematically Actually, they're alive. Actually, they still yeah. are mathematically alive, but yeah. whatever. They're acting like it's they're acting like it's over even though like you like 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 you saw last night, the guys that are on the court are trying very hard. Uh but you know, they sat Walker Kessler, Lowry Marketed, uh Jordan Clarkson, they all sat on the bench. So, um yeah, man. I, I mean, him sitting on the bench, at least from the sports book odds, looks like it's helping me. But I don't know how I like. Even though I have those SGA tickets, we have those. S, you you have? Are you on SGA too? Uh, no, I haven't bet him yet. Okay, I was gonna say you're just looking out for me. I appreciate you. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I bet, well, I'm gonna bet he's still over two to one. I've been dragging my feet because this hasn't really moved, but I'm gonna go bet him like this. You're at, gonna at, go bet it. Yeah. Here's the ride. thing. I'll say this. I, I feel confident in saying this because the awards markets sometimes are pretty inaccurate. I think the wrong guy's favored. I think so too. I think so. I've thought that the whole time. Yeah. Like that's why I have so many stupid bets on this. Like it's, yeah. it's like Max Homa this week in the masters where I'm like, why do every time I check circuit, this number keeps getting longer. Like I'm going to have to keep throwing a few more bucks on it. So um, yeah, that's why I've, I've, I've wound up in the situation I am in uh, with so many bets on it. So I, yeah, I, Man, and that was one of the that was another straw poll takeaway we had last week, right? Like seeing him getting those MVP votes. It's like, well, okay. Like I think this does translate to the most improved market a bit. Oh, it does. Oh, it does. By the way, the other day, um, this isn't really news we can expand on, but it's just worth pointing out um, that the New Orleans, the uh, in the loss or the win, I should say, to the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, I believe uh, that the um, Sacramento Kings clinched the Pacific Division title. So shout out to the. uh, Shout out to my friend on Twitter who told me the Suns could make up a two and a half game deficit in their sleep. Hope you didn't lay minus 175. <laughs> it, is, it is amazing the takes you got on that all year. Like all year, man. I don't oh, like being man. that guy, but I just thought it was fun to point out. Uh, all right. I mean, nobody gave him a chance. I, I didn't really give him that much of a chance. I'll be honest. No. Like, I was, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's. But the odds when that specific instance happened, right? Because I remember right. that podcast that we recorded. And it was two and a half out, and we were talking about the odds there, and they were like, "Do we think them?" Because they were like a dog, right? What were they like so, a two or three to one dog? For those who don't remember what I'm referencing, when the Suns acquired Kevin Durant, they immediately became dollar seventy five favorites to win the Pacific Division, despite right. being two and a half games back. And I, I had tweeted out like that that hey, they're minus one seventy five despite being two and a half games back. To which, of course, Twitter is just filled with like really nice people. Somebody responded. <laughs> 
they can make up two and a half games of the sleep. They'll be leading by the end of the week. They never led the Pacific Division. I really hope that you didn't lay minus 175. I'll tell you, JVT, I struggle. I struggle every day in and day out, week in, week out, year in and year out to try to crack that 60% in sports betting. But, man, those guys on Twitter, they Good. got this thing figured out, man. Like, they hit it like 90%. It's incredible. Like, they never lose. I, I, like, I like Twitter. Daniel Avari has told me that I am sardonic on Twitter, which is a really good word. Um, I, I really enjoy that word. Um, I don't know that. Did you just say sardonic? Yes. I have no idea what that word means. Stop so, making up words. No, it's true. I am so, a proud English major from the Florida State University, okay? Right. Well, she's, she went to UCLA. Um, I guess that's better. I don't know. Smarter school than me. Yeah, yeah. Sardonic means to be grimly like mocking. Sar- grimly ah. mocking or cynical, which yeah, I think that does is fit me. Yeah, I was going to say to me. <laughs> that is you on Twitter. You know what I like about you? You on Twitter is you in real life, though. You know you know how people have like oh, different like completely different tones sometimes. Like I've had to apologize for people, right? Where you're like, yo, that's not really how he is in real life though. Like he's just acting, he's acting like that on Twitter. I don't know why he does, but he always does. It's not him in real life though. No, you on Twitter is exactly you in real life. Yes. That's right. So sardonic. Captain Sardonic. That's it. It's a good word. Like Sardinism. It. That's me. I'm the church. The church of Sardinism. I will, I will lead it. No, but I, I, uh, my thing now is just responding to people with videos. So, uh, Matt Moore over the Action Network asked a question like, who would you be begrudgingly happy to win a title? And I said Anthony Davis because I was like, I kind of like Anthony Davis. And part of the reason, too, is he gets a lot of crap for nothing. He's a good player. I think yeah. it'd be cool to see him win a second title, especially one where he's kind of carried a brunt of the load, right? Totally. Where he would get a tote. And I got a whole bit. Somebody responded, but what are you trying to do? Like uh, try out for ESPN? Like essentially saying that I'm like, you know, riding the Lakers D. <laughs> to to which I responded with my favorite video, which we use on Saturdays now, of my favorite football coach going, tell them to bring me my money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, if I got to be a Lakers bandwagon fan and get that check, I'm in. Let's go. Yo, Anthony Davis is ridiculously talented. Like these are, he is. Like I look at the, like I look at my, just like the, the tickets that will burn from this year of futures tickets. Like I have MVP tickets that I don't regret making bets that I don't regret making at all. Like on him and Kevin Durant, I, I have 41, 40 to one plus numbers on both those guys. And I don't regret making those bets at oh, all. For me, injuries it's, got my way, right? Yep. Like that plain and simple. Like that's, that's what happened and that's, what's going to happen. And you could sit there at home and say, well, it's Anthony Davis. You should so know better. He always gets injured. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm not going to live. I'm not going to live my life like that, thinking that every right. minute that he's on the court, he's about to get hurt. That's um, right. And, and Amol Shaw said this uh, like a couple months ago, and I, I had to sit there and think about it for a sec. But he's right, man. Like if this, if this guy wasn't, hadn't dealt with the injuries that he's dealt with his entire career, we'd likely be talking about him in the same vein that we talk, talk about Giannis. I mean, he's that type. He's that type of player. He can be that dominant when he's in form, and it's just he's never been able to piece it together. Absolutely. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, let's we'll talk a little bit more about the Lakers because they have a very very big game later tonight against the Los Angeles Clippers, uh, and we can also talk about some of the games that we have in terms of seeding and magic numbers. But most importantly, the Western Conference has been very chaotic, Kelly. But one team in particular is about to get a very, very important piece back that could, dare I say, shift the balance of power in the Western Conference. Whoa! With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For all the parents out there, picture that it's bedtime. You and the kids have been busy all day. You know they're tired, but with all that anxious energy, they just won't go to sleep. This was my kids every night. But I did find that stories calmed their mind and gave them something to focus on. So six years ago, I created the kids' podcast, Bedtime History, to help solve that problem. Bedtime History is a series of relaxing history stories that end with an inspirational message. We have episodes about Jackie Robinson, Neil Armstrong, Maya Angelou, and Sacagawea. Episodes also include topics like space exploration, engineering, the rise and fall of civilizations, and major events like the Civil Rights Movement and the Transcontinental Railroad. With over 2,000 positive parent reviews, Bedtime History is one of the top education podcasts. This week, join me and listen to Bedtime History every Monday and Thursday on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties, and they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. So it's like a half Western Conference Wednesday here on Hardwood Handicappers. That's right. We, we discussed a lot in the first half. Not much in the Western Conference, but so it's like a half Western Conference Wednesday because as I was speaking into the ether to my people on Monday, preaching from the pulpit, one of the things that we brought up because it had just come down right before I came on was the news that Andrew Wiggins was on his way back for the Golden State Warriors. So I went through the, the general numbers, right? The starting lineup for them when he's on the floor this year, plus 22.1 net rating, the dominance of that starting lineup last year in the postseason, how good they were. It is clearly a very good addition. We'll see if we see him on the court. But I will ask you, Kelly, because as somebody, I have a I have a futures ticket on the Warriors to win the West at about nine to one. So I really like this team still. I think they're in good position, especially if Wiggins is going to come back. So I'm very happy about this news. I think it's massive. What does the news of an impending return for Andrew Wiggins to the West do for you, if anything? Yeah, I think it's huge. I, I think it's huge, um, and especially because of how tight this Western conference is. And we've been talking about it all season long. And we say, we've been saying, Hey, there's so many teams that could win this and could come out of this and we wouldn't be surprised. Well, then when you're talking about, when you're talking about one team getting just, just a little bit better, it goes a long way, right? Because it, it gives you that much of a little bit of advantage over all these other teams. Um, I think he's huge. I don't really think that they would have been a true title contender without him. Um, I think what he did last year in the playoffs, I, I can actually sit here and say that now, uh, where he, he he proved to be such a crucial part to that team and the run that they made that I don't, I don't think they could be able, I don't think they can do it without him. They need the, his defense that they bring. They need his, I mean, the scoring even with, of what he did this year uh, has been solid. They need that. Uh, this will be a different looking team. I think with, you've got, you've got Gary Payton, uh, you know, slowly getting healthy here and he, he's kind of getting more and more playing time with that team. You add him and Andrew Wiggins back onto that court together. I think this team could look very different. Jonathan Kaminga's evolving a little bit more, right? Yep. Yep. 
So I think you can see this team look, you know, pretty different from times of where it struggled at this year. And again, you just look, just look around at the rest of the Western conference and you can poke holes in so, so many teams, but this is a team now that's finally healthy and has all their pieces back, you know, together on the court or will whatever uh, Wiggins gets out there. Um, you know, they're, they're going to be, they're going to be tough, man. And, and, uh, you and I have hit on it a couple times. I think that that is looking like it's going to be a very, very tough matchup for the Sacramento Kings, whoever they draw in that first round. I, you know, I, I love the Kings. You know, love they're still they're still one of the best offenses in the league. But me, you, and you and I have talked about how is that defense going to hold up over a seven game series? Yep. And I, when you're potentially looking at what Golden State or one of the LA teams uh, as the three six matchup with with, with the Kings, I, I think you're in a tough spot. Yeah. And that's in for the Kings too. It's interesting only because they are being celebrated rightfully so for ending the what is what is it sixteen year drought in terms of the playoffs. And while I think some people might think that there is a they there's a sense of playing with house money when it comes to that series, I think it comes with an overwhelming amount of I don't know pressure, right? To hey, we haven't been here in sixteen years. We need to make the most of this. There's yeah. quite a few examples. Bobby Marks, first round bounce, yeah, right. Bobby Marks actually on ESPN brought it up. I think he was on he was on a Pacers team that I think ended like some sort of playoff drought, if I remember the story correctly, and they got ousted by the Brooklyn Nets with relative ease. So uh, it, it is something that and you know worth uh, just worth pointing out. But I would agree with you. You got to play defense. I know people are shocked to hear that, but you got to be able to play defense. Yeah, the Kings. Yeah, you know, I got. We, we talked a little bit about it with uh, Drew Dinzik today. I mean, I think whoever. If any of those three, if that's the six three matchup, any I mean that's six seeds favor. I, I, I think yeah. any of those three teams are favored over the Kings for the series, Bryce. Yeah, I think that's probably the case. I mean, I'll tell you this: I will be looking to back the Kings from a plus game standpoint for sure, depending on what that price is going to be. No, me too. You yeah, know what I mean? Me too. Plus yep. one and a half games, plus two and a half games, whatever it is. But I, I, de- I definitely think that that's going to be a team that's a little bit more live. All right, so let's talk about the uh, the Lakers then tonight. Lakers Clippers we still don't as we're recording this have an injury report for the Lakers because they of course played in Utah yesterday I'm not going to get it for an hour or two here so I was listening on my way in I was listening to Cowherd and um he had on Chris Broussard a wealth of information that is 100% accurate and is there a question as to whether or not LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to play today because I kept hearing like they might not play and I'm like I mean Maybe they draw like a usual questionable tag, but this game is huge. I think if they're able to play, they're playing. Um, don't get me wrong. I, I, I did I did have to bat that question around in my head to myself earlier, but I settled on what you just oh, and, and I want to stress like, like, you, like if you're if you're good enough to go, you gotta go at this point. Right. And and I'm I'm more questioning they, they were stating it as like a matter of almost fact that it was reported that they were questionable or like very questionable to play. And that's why I was yeah. like, I didn't see this at all. So I'm more asking you if you had seen this or if we're just assuming because no. it's the second leg of a back to back. LeBron did, I will say, do you see LeBron's comments after the, the win uh no, over the not. jazz yesterday? No, I did not. I watched that he, until OT and then I was asleep right away. He is LeBron James is a little dramatic at times. So maybe this is just LeBron being LeBron. Um, but he said the for, of, of playing an overtime quote, the extra five minutes definitely didn't help in regard to the torn tendon in his foot. Definitely didn't help, but we needed to get the win. So I don't know if that's LeBron being LeBron and being very dramatic and setting up what ultimately could be a flame out for the Lakers. And we'll talk about his injured foot 
or if he's being 100% legitimate and saying that, yeah, playing five extra minutes on a torn tendon in my foot is probably not the best when we have a faux playoff game coming up back at home against Los Angeles. I get it. It's a Clippers home game, but it, it's, a, it's a Lakers home game. Back right, at the right. crypt. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's just LeBron uh, being a little dramatic. Okay. Um, I think they're playing. Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen anything. I think it's just, I think the questionable tag is just the normal LeBron AD questionable tag. But I, right. I, I guess I would, yes, I would be a little surprised if either one of them missed tonight. Like, I don't know how you could be missing games right now. If you're in, in, if you see, if one of them does miss a game night, it will be a major uh, red flag to me of kind of like, okay, maybe this, maybe the health for whichever one of those guys would have sits. Maybe it's a little bit more questionable than we think. And for those who do not know, this is essentially to solidify yourself in the top six. The Clippers yeah. do have the tiebreaker, but they both have the same record. So if the Clippers fall behind in the loss column, they would need the Lakers to lose one more game somewhere in the last few for them to then surpass them again. So a win here for the Clippers would go a very long way in terms of solidifying their spot in the top six and allow them to, to work with the loss, Kelly. This is the important part. The Clippers win. They have the tiebreaker already and they're a, a win ahead in the loss column or a loss ahead mm -hmm. in the loss column, however you want to put it. So then they could also then tank one of these games down the stretch to solidify their spot as the sixth seed because they would have a cushion between Correct. them and whoever is the seventh. So like the, the, if the Clippers lose, there's still a path for them to finish in the top six, but they would need the Lakers to lose a game. But in reality, what they really want is to win this game so then they can throw a game later <laughs> and, and, and lock in their sixth seed. But for the Lakers, of course, it would put them ahead in the loss column and allow them to be in the top six without worrying about tiebreakers. Yeah, so you have... Uh, so like, yeah, so what you're going to see tonight is right. Either team, if they win, they jump to the five seed, right? I believe that would be. Yes, because the they case. both have the tie. As of right now, they both have the tiebreaker with Golden State. Correct. So they That's actually, why yeah, it's a six, seven matchup. But the winner tonight, because Golden State's off, right. would jump into the five seed, at least for at least for today. But you're, but you're right. For the Clippers, then they control their destiny. If you want to be in that sixth seed, you know you could you could finagle your way to it. I what I love though, I, I would I you know maybe I'm I'll be betting against them. We'll see. I don't really know yet. I'm not gonna, I don't want to make any broad statements when it comes to the Kings like that. But I don't really think any of these teams are going to try to get too cute. It, it's hey, push for that. Just push to not be in the play-in tournament, right? If you land in the sixth seed. Great, it, but like you just got to make sure you're not in that playing turn. And let's be and actually, and this is the way we should phrase this too, because to be a little bit more fair to Sacramento, it's not even so much. It's not so much if we're making a list of the reasons why you want to finish as the sixth seed, Kelly. I think you'd agree with this. Number one actually isn't playing the Kings. The Number one is not playing the Phoenix yeah. Suns in the yeah. first round. Yeah. yeah, completely agree. Completely think, agree. Right. I think that's. I think that's really what it's about. And Sacramento just happens to be a team that is one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA and ending a 16-year playoff drought. So like that's it's a pretty favorable spot to be in. You know, there's not anybody tanking Man, for the that, eight seed. That four five though, as we're getting closer and closer, that Bro, four five matchup in the West. That's could what, be I can't. A sick I can't win. Because well, because uh, like, yeah. they're all going to be great. I think that's the thing about the West is going to be awesome. You could get like give me give me Nuggets Pelicans one eight because that would be a ton of fun. That would be yep. awesome. Give me Grizzlies Lakers for two seven. Give me Kings and Clippers for a three six, and give me Suns and Warriors for a four five. That's those would be 
incredible playoff series. Those would be great. I mean, if the Suns Warriors are the four or five series, I mean, like the the sports books are got to be praying for that, right? Like they're oh, gonna yeah. have more liability on the Suns and Warriors, I would think, than anybody else in the West. Knock one out, we'll knock one of them out, and, I, like, and the Lakers make the up out in the first round. And I can, I think I should also make the argument because I think the Lakers they just plan on they're just trying to get in, right? Because the season went so badly, they're just one of those like we just want to get in the top six. We don't care who it is, totally, totally, right? Yeah. But I would, I tell me if I'm wrong. I think in a, in a playoff series. I would very much look into betting the Lakers to beat the Memphis Grizzlies. As 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 the Grizzlies are currently constructed with the injuries that they have in the front court, ab- absolutely. You know yes. what I mean. And Anthony Davis should feast. He Anthony, should feast. Anthony Davis, LeBron James, like they have Jaron Jackson Jr. Yes, but like who's like he's there's, he's matching there's up no other with Anthony. For it. Right. right, he's matching up yeah. with Anthony Davis, and that's it. They got no answer for LeBron James. Like that's anyway. We'll get we'll get to that one if we actually get that playoff series. But <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, was I was going to say, I guess on the flip side, you could make the argument that they don't have the best answer for John Morant. But oh, I think they do. I, I think you're. I think you're throwing Vanderbilt on him. You're like, screw this. We're going to hide D'Angelo Russell Vanderbilt on him the whole time. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We'll hide D'Angelo Russell on like Dylan Brooks because sorry, like Dylan yeah. Brooks really isn't that big of an offensive threat. And we'll put our best on ball defender on on jaw, and we'll go. So we're 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 ruining the playoff series preview. <laughs> but just you might have a thought. So really quick, I do, th- I do think though this is like this is what we like. We kind of gushed about these moves that the Lakers made at the trade deadline, and this is this is why. Like this is a diff- This is a very different team that has gotten a lot better. Uh, so yes. you know, after making those trades, I. I do think that that Utah game and this Clippers game tonight will kind of show us maybe they're not as good defensively, right? They're not the best defensive team in the NBA as they have been sure, statistically sure. since the trade deadline, and they're not a perfect team, but they are better. So I'll ask you mm-hmm. this then. So we saw this number get up to four and a half. It's back down to like three and a half. Did you did you bet anything here, Clippers Lakers? No, I didn't. Um, I didn't, and I would I, I would lean Lakers. Actually, I know I know it's the back-to-back situation for him, but man, I, I think this is this is that time. I think this is that time of the year, and I, I think that when you're talking AD and LeBron, man, I think they got to have that idea in their minds of we don't have a ton of time left to get these things done. And it's I'm not talking the season; I'm talking in their careers, right? Of like, of right. how many opportunities are we going to have? Like we have right now. Um, I don't think they're going to be messing around tonight, and and, and this. Uh, the Clippers team, man, they, they're they're still finding their footing. They're still finding. I still think they're they're a team that's great, and they could they could wind up winning the West. And they got all the pieces, and especially if Paul George comes back uh, at some point here. But I I would definitely I would lean Lakers tonight. I, I would. Yeah. It, it's but I'm and, not I'm not I I might get involved in game, but I, I there's nothing for me here pregame. Right. Did you have anything else? Because I I've got pretty much nothing throughout this entire card. I put a very small bet in on under in the Mavericks Kings game on the thought of the the small gamble that one of Kyrie Irving and or Luka Doncic wouldn't play, and that the Kings with pretty much nothing to play for would maybe set some guys on the second leg of a back to back. Nothing's come down. I bet under two forty two and a half. It's like two forty one and a half now. Um, and that's pretty much it. Like this this whole card. Like for those who are interested, we can roll through some of these. Like. Brooklyn at Detroit, Brooklyn Magic number two to clinch the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, the Knicks yep. locked into the fifth seed, no chance of moving around. I was surprised to see them open up as high as eight and a half point favorites. The Hawks, their Magic number to clinch the spot in the seven eight play in bracket is three, so they got to continue winning. The Raptors don't control their own destiny, but 
they continue winning. The Hawks slip up. They can get into the top part. Um, Chicago all but locked into the 10th seed. You mentioned Milwaukee. They still need a win to get the top seed locked in, but they have three chances at that. Like there's, there's a bunch of different scenarios, but there's still like a lot of wiggle room for some of these teams. You have no idea how they're going to approach these games tonight. Yeah. I think, I think by the bucks going with Giannis, uh, you know, like you said, they, they got multiple chances to clinch this thing here down the stretch. Right. I, I think it's a little bit of a signal that they're playing him tonight. They're looking to lock this thing up and and maybe take it easy down uh down the down the stretch. You know, the only thing to keep in mind though, as I'm saying that, it, it, it's hitting me. The only thing we got to keep in mind though is we, we do have the way this is set up now with the play in tournament, these guys are off for like an eternity. I, I mean, these guys sure. are off for a week, right? So it's it's I don't know how much you really got. I don't think you need to really worry about too much rest, although I'm, I'll take every minute worth of rest with Giannis when it comes to that. So it is still indicating to me if they're going to play him tonight that they're looking to, to shut this down tonight, get this over with uh, at home in Milwaukee. Uh, so I pair, but but like we talked about earlier in the podcast, I, I still couldn't lay seven points with them. Um, it's up to seven and a half pretty much blanket now uh, as we record this at 1 p.m. Pacific time, 4 o'clock mm-hmm. Eastern time. Those of you yeah. on the East Coast, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then I paired this. So I, what I did was Bucks money line. I paired it with the Pelicans, and, and that was, I'm assuming John Moran is going to end up s- sitting. So we'll see if I backfires yeah. when we did the questionable to doubtful tag on him, and we'll see, we'll see if that backfires and he goes from doubtful to playing. Um, but yeah, they, they, it looks like they, they put Kennard uh, listed him as uh, doubtful for tonight as well. Looks like they're going to be sitting a fair amount of guys, and I know this is New Orleans, again, second half of back-to-back for them as well. Uh, but they've been playing well here recently, and as we talked about, it is a Grizzlies team that, you know, they're they're kind of stuck probably where they're at, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. it's going to be hard for them to maneuver to, to the one or the three spot. So, um yeah, I that those are the two I like tonight. But you know, again, like I said earlier, not a big bet for me. It's it's a mo- small money line parlay pays out. Um, it was like minus one eleven, one twelve for me. But I'm sure you shop around, you can probably find even better than that uh, if you're out there on the East Coast. And uh, yeah, that's all I did. Bucks and Pelicans money line parlay tonight. Other than that, it's pretty gross. And I, I'm with you. Like as you started listing some of those games, it'd be those big dogs or pass in almost every one of them. Like. Yep. I'd be, I'd be taking points at home with the Pacers. It's not even a big dog anymore. I'd be taking points at home with the Pistons if I had to. Raptors, Celtics, I don't want. I, w- I want nothing to do with. That's kind of falls in line with like the Lakers, Clippers. I have no yeah. interest in betting that game at all. Yeah. Um, Wizards, Hawks. I mean, geez, we we talked about the Hawks all year. I mean, I wouldn't be laying eleven and a half points with them. I don't care who's on the court for the Washington Wizards. Um, so yeah, man, I, I it's it, it, this is what it is. These. These last couple of weeks, usually in the NBA regular season, you got a lot of gross games. <laughs> you got to got to sift through a lot of crap to find some diamonds. But hey, having said that, there has been some great opportunities like this. Yeah. I, I thought that Bucks game uh, the other night after getting crushed, uh, the Bucks uh, who was against Philly, right after getting crushed by Boston, I thought that was a great spot to bet Milwaukee. They came out strong, played played, played a great game. And then keep your eye on live betting opportunities, right? I mean, who knows? Maybe your boy Kawhi hits the bench uh, at halftime again. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah ridiculous. Hopefully he does that because they're by a thousand, um, and not maybe trying to give the game away. So a reminder: we'll remind you again on Friday, but Monday we'll have our special play uh, play in and playoff preview 
of I don't know what are we calling that? What is that on Monday? Are we calling this anything? I think you nailed it, man. You just keep, we, we did one for the Masters yesterday. We basically had to do the same thing. So was it? Is it just called <laughs> something? Is there nobody, a, man, nobody in management told us what to call? So we said Master Long Shots Masters Special. Hardwood, so hardwood handicappers. handicappers Play in playoff special. <laughs> All right, there we go. I like it. That's uh, that's smooth. It rolls off the tongue. That'll that's be right. on Monday, and uh, of course, we'll be back on Friday as this t- this picture is tightening up every single day. We'll be back on Friday to discuss how this has started to look as we head into the last two days of the NBA regular season. But it's here, man. It's exciting, as you know. The NBA season's a grind, and to get to this point, it's kind of like a little bit of a reward. Now that we're finally going to get into the postseason in a week. So with that, like, rate, review, subscribe, and remember as well, because Kelly's a busy man. To check out everything Masters related, we have, of course, long shots. We have the Masters yeah. Guide. We have everything up on the website because that gets started tomorrow. And Kelly, Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, Matt Humans, they all put in great work for you to take advantage of. Until then, we'll talk to you on Friday here on Hardwood Handicappers. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.